You know, we try to be, I try to be somewhat neutral on this show because lots of people have interesting opinions and you don't want to, you don't want to side call for come down on one side too hard because then you you lose out on all kinds of interesting stuff. But we're going to make an exception in this half hour because I'll tell you, I'm cheering for the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I'm sorry for Houston Astros fans out there. If you're listening from Houston, apologies again. There I am saying sorry like a good Canadian. We've been talking about that tonight. Uh, why do we do that? 877-399-9898 is our text line. We've been asking that question tonight. We're going to talk about that the next hour. But I'm unapologetic about my uh, cheering for the Philadelphia Phillies in this World Series. Uh, and it's a big deal for me because the Phillies broke my little 10-year-old heart back when I was an Expos fan, you know, back in the early 80s. The Phillies were our nemesis. Mike Schmidt, I still have nightmares about Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton and Tug McGraw, that early 80s World Series championship team. You know, they were always the Canadian, the, uh, the Expos nemesis. And yeah, I, I didn't like them at all. And it took me a long time to ever cheer for them again. But this year I am. And uh, one of the reasons is this, when they take the field tomorrow, Canadian sports history is going to be made. For the first time, a Canadian manager will be at the helm of one of the teams involved in the fall classic. In fact, Rob Thompson is the first Canadian to manage a major league team full-time since 1934. Here he is after the Phillies wrapped up the National League pennant with a win over San Diego on Sunday. I, I feel very fortunate. I mean, that so many good things have happened to me personally and to this ball club. Uh, I just feel so fortunate every day. I told the local media the other day, I said, you know, so many great things have happened to me that, that when, every time I cross the street, I make sure I don't get hit by a bus because I'm waiting for something, to, the roof to cave in or something. But, but it's been great. And it's um, you just got to keep it going. Rob Thompson there. I mean, just it's been such an amazing story for him because his journey to the World Series has been an unconventional one. He started on the Diamonds of Southwestern Ontario. He traveled to the 1984 Summer Olympics to represent Canada in L.A. at those games when baseball was a demonstration sport. He played college ball in Kentucky and did very well. He had a minor league career that was brief um, and not particularly successful by baseball standards. But he then did a bit of managing. And then he ended up in the New York Yankees organization, and he spent 27 years working for the New York Yankees. He did everything for the New York Yankees from 1990 all the way through to 2017 uh, before joining the Phillies as a bench coach in 2018. He's a member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, he is for all that he's done. But he wasn't really a known figure to those who didn't pay very close attention. Few know Thompson's journey as well as my next guest. Rick Corner played baseball against Thompson's older brother uh, back in Kurna, which is where they're from in southwestern Ontario, not far from Sarnia. Um, he also knew Rob when Rob was a bat boy there. So no, you can imagine just how excited folks are in that neck of the woods now that... Uh, that Rob is on his way to a World Series. And it could have happened to a nicer guy, they all say. And joining me for now from from London, Ontario, uh, is uh, Rick Corner. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Ben. It'll be nice chatting with you. Yeah, this must be quite the event. I mean, I, it's kind of snuck up a little bit. I don't, I don't know how much Canadians were paying attention to the fact that the Phillies had a Canadian manager and this was going to be a piece of history when uh, the World Series kicks off tomorrow. Uh, but tell me about when you first met Robbie. He, 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 it was long ago in his baseball career, in his baseball journey. Yeah, so I want to say uh, back in the 60s, 70s type of thing, his family was a baseball they were baseball icons in Crown, Ontario. Dad was the manager of most of the uh, travel teams. Brothers played, Tom and Rick played. 
Robbie was always the bat boy growing up. <laughs> I I ended up meeting and marrying a girl from Crona. And coincidentally, my father-in-law was the umpire for a lot of these games. So, uh, you know, I got to watch them as, as I grew up. I played a lot of baseball in Sarnia and we played Corona teams and uh, got to know the family through my in-laws, actually. It's amazing. I mean, to think because it's not a big place, right? Corona, Ontario? About 2,000 people back then. They're probably up around between five and 10 now, I want to say. But uh, yeah, just a very small community, uh, Class C, you know, ABC in the sports thing, they'd be a Class C team. Right. But a lot of talent. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize that, that Rob had come from such baseball nobility, really, in, in the area. But did you follow his career after he sort of moved on? I know he went to London to play, where you are now, and then uh, then went to university in the States and so on. Did you keep in touch and sort of follow his progress as he moved along? De- definitely followed him. Uh, I mean, I had my own life as well, but uh, and quite quite into it myself. Uh, yeah, followed through family connections and so on. Uh, Rob actually didn't play in London. He uh, played in Corona, and then once he got to the real travel level per se, played in Sarnia. Took a scholarship over at Port Huron Junior College in Michigan, just across the border. Uh, went there for a year and then transferred to Kansas University. Yeah, he had a great he had a great college career as well. I mean, uh, one thing I've read a lot about is his time playing at the Summer Olympics in 1984. That must have been a big deal. Oh, that was amazing. That was the inaugural Olympics. Now, there's a few kids from the area that actually played on that team, which uh, I know a couple of them, and uh, uh, they a couple of them went on to play professional baseball as well. They scouted Robbie when he was playing at University of Kansas or Kansas State, I guess it is, and uh, formed a team to play in the 1984 inaugural Olympics. Yeah, so I guess I guess even as far as Kerner was concerned, that was sort of the beginning of his, well, another step in his journey to becoming kind of the hometown baseball hero. Yeah, another step. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, he uh, went to Kansas, got drafted by Detroit Tigers. Which is good, right? Not too far down the road. That's right, just down the road. Lots of scouts in the area, and so on. Went and played for uh, a couple of years for minor league Tigers, and then decided, you know what? I'm not really good enough for this. I wonder if I could do some coaching. And uh, he talked to Chris Shambliss, which is a uh, famous baseball name. Yeah, sure. London Tigers. He came down and coached with London Tigers for a year or two. Right. Okay. That's the London connection, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Of course. That's the what I was getting at. So that was kind of the beginning of what would be a very long journey through uh, off off the field baseball, which which was which is exceptional because he's had an an, un, an uncommon journey to a manager's position. It's been a long one. Oh, by all means. Uh, um, one thing about Rob is, you know, he 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 gets ability, he understands it, and he said, "I'm not good enough." I could do better helping people out. So he just actually just slid right into naturally into the coaching. Tell me a bit about Rob. I mean, what you've known of him over the years and, and how you've kept in touch and so on. Has he? How did that evolve from player to coach, then into front office and so on? So a, an interesting thing happened, uh, just a little side story. Uh, the Tigers sent him overseas to a, a conference to try and help out with baseball. I can't remember where it was. At the same time, the Yankees sent guys over as well. Well, the Yankee 
uh, head scout for our area was Rob's coach in college at Port Huron Junior College. Wow. He said, do you, do you think you might want to come and work for the Yankees someday? So uh, he thought, yeah, why not? You know, and uh, yeah, no when kidding. he got home, he talked to Shambliss about it. He says, you know what? If you can go work for the Yankees, uh, I support you. So uh, hired on with the Yankees. He was with them for 28 years in, in various capacities. Run the whole minor league system until he moved inside and uh, did an office job for a bit and then decided to go back on the field. Did some uh, third base coaching and so on was asked if he wanted to be a bench coach. At the time, it was with uh, Joe Girardi. Girardi uh, ended up getting fired, and uh, uh, Rob went through the interview process, and that didn't work out well for him. Uh, very upset with that. He always wanted to be a professional manager. But uh, Phillies were actually looking for somebody of his talent and asked him if he wanted to come work for them. Went over there, and he was bench coach for Joe or for uh, uh, Gabe Kapler, actually. Right. Gabe got fired. They brought in Girardi. <laughs> Girardi <laughs> and Rob were best friends, like all the way through the Yankees, and then uh, now with the with the Phillies, they decided to uh, let Girardi go. You know the, that's the way things work in this game. The manager is the one that always gets blamed, but you know what? That's uh, that's the way it is, I guess. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, just over the years, how has how has Rob changed over all that time? I mean, he went from being, you know, a minor league ball player, college ball player to being really, a, you know, having cut his teeth with probably the most storied franchise, one of the most storied franchises in sport in New York. Uh, did he always stay the same kind of guy all the way through? Rob has been a absolute humble guy from his beginnings. His dad was one that Let's always look ahead. Let's not look back. Let's look ahead. What's going to happen on the next pitch? What's going to, he's always had a positive attitude, always had the players behind him. It's just a, a way he's got about as a person that uh, he tries to build character in the players, uh, gives them his support. What do you need today? How do you feel today? You know, getting the uh, players up to a level where, they have confidence in Rob. Rob has confidence in them, and uh, they understand each other. So you've and not been that's surprised. how he's always been. You haven't been surprised by his success, then, even though not that many people knew much about him, really, I mean, outside of the baseball world. No, exactly. And I guess it's kind of good, kind of upsetting, but kind of good that uh, people are, if you want to say, jumping on the bandwagon now. But uh, you know what? It, it, it's support, and uh, that's what it's all about. Rob spent 28 years with the Yankees, got five World Series rings, various capacities with the Yankees, and who's Rob Thompson type of thing. Yeah. But until he got the big role, finally he's getting noticed. He, he is in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. We should say that uh, that those within the business of baseball in this country and elsewhere have long recognized his talents. Oh, by all means. Uh, 2019, he was inducted. Uh, the, the same day I went down to visit him, I had a I thought that I might try and put a display together at the local Moore Township Museum, just south of Corona, where he grew up. So I took a little kid's jersey, had Rob sign it for me, and we donated it to the to the museum. They thought it was wonderful, didn't really have a spot for it at the time. And uh, uh, I thought, you know what, Let, let's see if we can expand on this a little bit. This was pre-COVID, and over the past couple of years, I've been working on this display. 
sat down with Rob, uh, got all his jerseys from various seasons and pictures and so on. So I set up that display down there and it has just been uh, viewed, enjoyed, visited by many people now. Rick, when you set up this display, I mean, clearly the timing has been fantastic. There's a lot of attention paid on it. It must be a really exciting time for the community, who I imagine are suddenly all Phillies fans, at least for the next little while. (laughs) How true is that? Yeah, a matter of fact, they had a little party down at one of the local restaurants yesterday from uh, another radio network from the area was down there interviewing people, uh, where the restaurant was, was where the Thompson house was. They tore it down, built this restaurant. And it's kind of ironic. When I decided to try and get this display going, I you know, talked to Rob about and 100% got his support. I said, you know, this is great for you. And he says, you know what, it's, it's not for me. I mean, that, that's good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Rob's such a humble man. I said to myself, if, if I can motivate one little kid by seeing this display, that guess what, a bat boy to the major league management position. Like uh, if, if this can inspire somebody to attain a level that Rob has achieved, well, I've got my goal. Yeah, it's an amazing story to start from a bat boy in a town of 2000 and, and then go all the way through the Yankees, you know, the World Series rings you've mentioned already, but now to be manager of the Phillies, you know, it's going to be, uh, so the excitement must be must be pretty high there going into going into tomorrow. As, when, when Rob talks about that upbringing, he must have a, a real, he must be proud of where he came from as well, though. Absolutely. He he is a a hometown boy through and through. When he comes home in the in the off season, uh, he lives just near near Stratford, Ontario, which is only about an hour and a half, a couple hours from uh, Corona. Uh, loves the area, still visits people back home in Corona, spends lots of time back in the community. So, um, any predictions? <laughs> any predictions on this one? I mean, the Astros have a good team, you know, but it feels like you know everyone's what? cheering for the Phillies this time around. Yeah, exactly. Astros, Astros are a great team, you know, and that, that goes without saying. It's going to be a tough series both ways. Uh, you know what? This is almost a season about things are made to happen, you know. It's uh, working out so well. We're just hoping for the best. And in Rob's eyes, if we win, awesome. If we don't win, well, that's awesome as well. We got to this level. So many players on the team haven't been at that level yet. It would be great. Yeah, and just in Rob's case, I guess Canadians in general should should be cheering him on because in many ways, you know, often his story would be a hockey story, right? But it's not. It's a baseball story, and there's something pretty fascinating about about his rise through all the different levels of the game to reach what is now really the pinnacle, right, to manage in the World Series. Oh, how true is that? Uh, Rob had a little a statement the other day in one of the articles I was reading about uh, there's actually – so many Canadians on scholarships in the States now, it's unreal. It's almost like uh, there's more Canadians on baseball scholarships now than there is on hockey scholarships. So that's kind of a an about face. Yeah, and a reminder that baseball is part of our uh, part of our identity too, and Rob's certainly at the forefront of that. Rick, thank you so much. We'll be thinking of you when watching the World Series unfold, and uh, I think I'll be cheering on the Phillies this year. Although the the Phillies broke my heart as a young boy, as an Expos fan, so I've always struggled to cheer for the Phillies since the Mike Schmidt days. But I'm going to make an exception this year. <laughs> well, that that sounds good, Ben. Um, I was with the Expos in '76. They had '77 spring training with them. Just a little side note. Right. Oh, were you really? Yeah. D- d- playing. 
Well, I was in spring training with the Expos in 77. And the whole month of March, I was with the Denver Bears uh, AAA team and uh, uh, got released and sent home. And uh, I guess I wasn't good enough. And then found out years later that it was a working visa thing. They only had seven working visas for non-Americans, <laughs> which was kind of... Uh, How ironic you know, is that? <laughs> How ironic Yeah, that? no kidding. Yeah, well, there you go. So so a bit of exposed history there as well. Uh, Rick, thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing uh, Rob Thompson's as well. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ben. I uh, really enjoyed talking to you.